0: Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Ryan Newman. All right, we are just about halfway through Pac-12 Preview Week. We have uh, three episodes down, four to go. And question 11 of our College Football Preview Series is, will Washington repeat as Pac-12 North champs? Now, of course, they didn't go to the Pac-12 championship last year because of, of COVID, and they never got to play Oregon. So maybe a little asterisk there, but still, technically, Pac-12 North champs. Uh, before we get to the you know the roster this year and and the outlook for 2021 what are your thoughts on on their still kind of new head coach jimmy lake
1: well we only saw four four games from him as a head coach so far pretty so pretty small sample size as far as on the field um but so going into it uh, as the as he was kind of named the head coach i was high very high on him so i had pretty high expectations yeah me um too. so it was going to be hard to Pleased that I guess. Uh, so I'm I'm a little lower uh, on him than I was, and you know I still think he'll do well. Um, but you know the recruiting is kind of a ama- is a concern for me. Just I thought it would at least stay the same or get a little bit better even. Um, but the the class they brought in this year was 36th ranked according to 24/7 Sports. So you know I know it was a smaller class. So you know if they had a few more guys that have been bumped up for sure. But it was still a little bit disappointing compared to what I thought um and then their on-field production was it was good last year but there are concerns about the offense so you know i'm just a little lower
0: yeah i echo everything you said and you know losing pete quick at he defensive coordinator that that really hurts to texas he was yeah. you know of course a big part of why they're they've been so great on defense um and and yeah the offensive coordinator john donovan kind of a questionable hire to a lot of people when it when it happened still way too early to make any you know Assessments, but I agree. I've gone from like all in on Jimmy yep. Lake to all right, wait and see. Yep. Um, but, uh, but let's move on to, uh, the team this year. So what do you see from, from the offense?
1: I mean, well, the, the main thing is they should be able to run the ball. Um, you know, they got all five starters coming back on the, on the line. Uh, Sean McGrew, Richard Newton, Kamari Pleasant, trio of running backs there. Um, so it's a good, talented group there. One of the best tight ends in the country, and Kate Otten. Uh, Terrell Bynum's a solid wide receiver. Uh, but then after that is where we got some question marks. Not sure what you're going to get outside of pass catchers from Bynum and, Bynum and Otten. Um, they did bring in a transfer from Texas Tech, Jalen Polk. Had a pretty actually promising freshman year down there in Lubbock. So maybe he can be the third kind of pass catcher. But they need somebody to replace Puka Nakua, who transferred to BYU. So if they can get that third guy to, to kind of step up uh, as far as a pass-catch threat, then really it's just up to Dylan Morris if he can get him the ball or not because they're going to have a solid line. They're going to be able to run, and there would at least be three guys he could throw to. So it, it'll it be better than last year, which was shortened season. But I I, I think it'll be pretty solid. Yeah, I, I
0: agree. I think the, yeah, the big question is just that downfield passing game. And if Dylan Morris isn't able to get it done, then there's other options. Sam of Heward. course, the five star Sam Heward, and uh, even Patrick O'Brien transferring in from Colorado State. So I think Morris, you would think will get the first go at it. And yeah, and I think he, he should be solid. But um, yeah, the floor is high for this group. I just think the question is the ceiling um, yeah. with the, you know, playmakers on the outside. Um, but moving on to the defensive side of the ball this has been a strength for years under under jimmy lake Um and they've got seven starters back so i would think they should have a very good defense again losing uh zion Tupuoa fatui really hurts he had seven sacks in four games last year which is just insane the rest yeah. of the team combined had three sacks so that is a a massive injury loss there but Ryan Bowman, a solid edge rusher back for his sixth year. Um, Edifuan Yulo Foscio, uh one of the best linebackers in the conference. So there's there's still talent on that front seven and the secondary, led by Trent McDuffie and just coached by Jimmy Lake. Like you yeah. know his fingerprints are all over that secondary. I, I trust them
1: to be a, a pretty good group. Yeah, and they're bringing back, uh, some, so – we're gonna have some new playmakers that, that we didn't even mention yet. It's like, the, the D-Tackle, uh, I'm gonna, don't, I'm gonna try to say his name, but Tuli Leituligasanoa, Le-tule-gasano- He missed most of last year. He was a really good playmaker from the D-Tackle spot. They have that former five-star, uh, Savelle Small is the linebacking group. He's still mm-hmm. fighting to start. Um they brought in a t- transfer from Texas A&M, Jeremiah Martin, who looked really good in the spring, 6'5", 260. Apparently he's in line to start. Bringing a corner from OU, Brandon Radley Hiles. He's got a ton of experience. So, I, you know, even though they may have a, technically seven starters listed returning, everybody's played. Everybody's played meaningful snaps. So I'm, I'm high on the defense. As long as the safeties kind of step up, um, then I think this is going to be a really good defense, maybe fighting for the best in the Pac 12. Okay. Uh, how about the, the schedule? How's the schedule set up for you to? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, they got Montana out of the gate. Grizz are always tough. Uh, but then week two, they go to, uh, Ann Arbor. That's going to be the, 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 good game at Michigan. So that'll be, that should be pretty even spread. I would m- imagine should be a good game. Yeah. Then they get Arkansas State. So those are the three, uh, non-conference better. Don't sleep on Arkansas State. Lane Hatcher can throw the ball around. Um, but in the conference, they avoid USC and Utah from the South. So yeah. that's a pretty darn good draw for the Huskies. Maybe the two teams you want to avoid asu might be one in there too but you at utah asu kind of you know pretty close all three of those teams are so even like yeah yeah exactly as long as you avoid two of them you're looking good so and they get oregon in seattle so it's uh the in conference schedule sets up as uh, as well as it could for for the huskies and in that pac 12 schedule you're always either going to
0: have you know four or five home games depending on the year and they've got five home games so yep that that helps listen to their road schedule in conference at Oregon State, at Arizona, at Stanford, and at Colorado. Like that is about the easiest road schedule you could possibly ask for in the conference. So uh, you know, they're gonna get all their tough opponents at home, and we know Washington is a very tough
1: place to play. Yep. All right. Moving on here to the, the final question, Michael. Will Washington repeat as Pac twelve North Champs?
0: I am sorry, Washington fans that are watching this. I'm going to say no. Um, I will say after digging a little deeper, they are closer to Oregon than maybe I I previously thought after doing some more research. Uh, but to me, the difference is Oregon has, I think, the much better receiving core or at least more proven. I know Washington has some young talent, but a lot yeah. of it is, is still not proven. And I think Oregon also likely has the better offensive coordinator or, again, more proven with with Joe Moorhead. And then defensively, another difference between these two schools is that Oregon has their big pass-rushing playmaker, healthy, Kayvon Thibodeau, whereas Washington, of course, lost theirs to injury. So um yes, this the schedule does give Washington a chance. Getting Oregon at home, I mean, that point spread right now, you can bet on it, is only Oregon minus one and a half. So almost a coin flip there, and yeah. if that goes Washington win way, that game. Yeah, then yeah. I guess they're the favorite. Um, you know, of course, big if, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picking Oregon.
1: I, you know, I want to pick U Dub, but I, I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the Ducks. Um, you know, I just think that Oregon's offense is going to be is going to be better uh, than U Dubs, and it's going to be a bigger gap between uh, their defenses. So I think even if Washington has a little better defense than Oregon, which maybe. You know, Oregon could have a good one, but I think Oregon's offense will be a good portion better. Uh, they just have better playmakers. You know, they have a great receiving core, good experience running backs, a good offensive line. I think Anthony Brown. I would rather have Anthony Brown than I would Dylan Morris at this point as well. Um, and of course, I'd rather have Joe Moorhead uh, than John Donovan at offensive coordinator. So it's close. It really is. It could go either way. You dub. Uh, you know, I like them. I think they're going to be good this year, but. It's just, uh, it's going to be so close, but I'll take Oregon.
0: Okay. And you know, maybe Washington will just end up being better than Oregon and win anyway. But one advantage they yeah. do have is, um, I think quarterback depth because with Oregon, if Anthony Brown goes down, which unfortunately he has done in the past, mm-hmm. then you're going to, I guess, maybe a true freshman, Ty Thompson, who is very talented, yeah. but is a true freshman with, with Washington. Um, I feel well, I mean, I guess they might be going to a Sam here too. Patrick O'Brien here. But Patrick O'Brien is a pretty yeah. high floor. You know, he's a high floor guy. But I, I like what he did. At, what he did at Colorado State. So, yeah, uh, maybe quarterback depth, uh, uh, an advantage there, which could play out. Can can be a factor, no doubt. Um, okay, well, that does it for our our Washington analysis. But there'll still be more Washington talk in these these coming episodes. Um, so. We'll be back tomorrow. We're actually going to discuss every single Pac-12 team. We're going to give you the make or break position groups, players, coaches that will decide the the fate of each team in the Pac-12. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't already, both to our podcast and on YouTube. And we'll see you tomorrow.
1: You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com keep up with the brothers on social media like them on facebook at college football bros follow them on instagram at college football bros and for their commentary on saturdays follow them on twitter at cfb bros thanks for listening winning comes in all shapes and sizes it's different for everyone one thing is certain every day there's an opportunity for a win just like scratchers from the virginia lottery every day grab and go every day giftable every day fun it's where anticipation meets instant gratification like the new virginia lottery scratcher high roller blackjack with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize now that's an everyday win drive to a retailer near you odds of winning any prize one in 4.16